Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for March the 13th, Monday of the third week of Lent. Our reading this morning is from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 4, verses 24 through 30. Luke, chapter 4, verses 24 through 30. If we remember, if we look at the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus returns to Nazareth and he preaches a sermon, his first sermon in Nazareth, his hometown. And uh, his reception is less than stellar. In fact, uh, it's frankly a disaster. Uh, he preaches and um, the people are very upset by Jesus' words, in so much so that they uh, try to grab hold of him and uh, they put him out of the city. And Jesus says that no prophet gains acceptance in his native place. And that's what he's referring to, his native place of Nazareth. Jesus' first sermon is rejected because Jesus dared to speak the truth. And um, that's the last thing people in the congregation wanted to hear was the truth. They wanted to hear some nice little praising and um, how grateful Jesus was for growing up there and so on and so forth. Well, Jesus returns and he says to the people in the synagogue that no prophet gains acceptance in his native place Indeed, uh, let me remind you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens remained closed for three and a half years and a great famine spread over the land. The reason is, is that the people had disobeyed the covenant in the time of uh, Elijah. Now, the story is going to be referencing Second Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 15. It is the healing of Naaman. The, uh, he's a, um, a pagan, but he is highly esteemed by the king of Aram because of his great courage, his integrity, and his competence, so much so that the Lord brings him victory, uh, this, uh, this foreigner. And uh, there's only one problem. Naaman has leprosy. And if you have leprosy, uh, you're an outcast. So it's a very difficult situation. He's highly esteemed. He's respected by all the people. But he has leprosy, so therefore, for many, he's declared uh, unclean, both physically as well as spiritually. But of course, what happens is is that the Lord heals Naaman of his leprosy, this foreigner. And when he is clean, Naaman says, Now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. So Naaman gives this profession of faith, this foreigner. Fast forward to Jesus' time, when Jesus appears as the Son of God, 
the hometown product, his reception is one of anger, rejection, and even attempt to kill him, to kill Jesus. His words are too much for them. But Jesus comes back and tries again, and he reminds them that in the time of Elijah, the heavens were closed, that is, there was no word of God. A famine came, famine not only in food, but for the word of God. Well, and he says, it was to none of these that Elijah, the great, the great Elijah, the holy man of God, uh, was sent. But he only came to uh, the uh, widow and uh, the Lord, uh, what did he do? He appeared to, the, to that woman, that, that widow. Again, the Lord appears to the widows, the orphans, those who are rejected. And he bestows on her great blessings and healings. And um, Elijah, the prophet, related to Elijah, was cured, a cured Naaman, the Syrian, Naaman the Syrian, the foreigner. At these words, the whole audience in the synagogue was filled with indignation. They rose up and expelled Jesus from the town, leading him to the brow of the hill on which it was built and intending to hurl him over the edge. They were going to kill him again. But he went straight through their midst and walked away. You see, often when we are in a position of having to tell the truth, whether from the pulpit, in our homes, in our offices, in our daily lives, and all of the things that uh, consume us every day, all of the various venues and settings in which we find ourselves. When we have to speak God's word, we are, some of us anyway, are surprised at the reaction, the indignation, the anger, sometimes the cold silence and rejection. Such is the price of having to speak the hard truth rather than the easy lie. But we never do people a favor when we lie to them. Oh, for the moment, they may feel better. Would any of us really want to go to a doctor? And the doctor tells us everything's fine, and we may be suffering from a serious illness. We may leave the office feeling good. He may even write a prescription. And yet, the terminal illness is left unattended because he didn't want to hurt our feelings. He didn't want us to feel bad that day. Of course we wouldn't. The same is true when we discuss the Word of God. The Word of God is not given to make us, quote-unquote, feel bad. It's to restore us and heal us. Again, a parent who doesn't correct the child uh, from playing in the street, from associating with the wrong kind of people, for engaging in destructive and bad behavior that will become quite serious later on. That parent is not being uh, 
forward-thinking and progressive, that parent is neglectful in a terrible way because the child will grow up and suffer the consequences later in life, as we know, and we see too much of today. But Jesus, who came to announce the kingdom of God, God's presence and God's truth, in whom Jesus is the fulfillment. Jesus is the Son of God, second person of the Blessed Trinity, who stands in their midst and must speak the truth. And when you speak the truth, sometimes that's the last thing in the world people want to hear. But we can't be deterred by that. We can't become timid or cowardly. We must speak the truth always in love, always in the hope that the person will be open to the truth. How we say it, the manner in which we say it, not condemning, not in rejecting, but in love. Because God so loved the world that he sent his son, that all who believe may be saved, not condemned not rejected and cast out, just the opposite. But again, St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that a thing is received with the intention of the receiver. You know that. You can, with the best of intentions, say something or do something for someone, and they become very upset or offended. And it was the last thing you ever intended, because we forget It's how it's received. Is a person open to it? Do they understand? Or are they defensive, uh, angry? Uh, Are they hostile to what's being told them for their own good? When the doctor tells you something and you say, well, I didn't want to hear that. I'm not going to that doctor anymore. That That doctor cared about you enough to tell you what is wrong and what you need to do. You can go to another doctor. That doctor may tickle your ears. And yet it's a disaster. The priest tells you, oh, don't worry about that. It's all right. God loves you. Don't, Don't worry. You don't have to do anything. You're fine. God's mercy will take care of you. That's not helping you. That's drawing you deeper into the very sin and problem that you have. And so Jesus refuses to do that. Jesus tells them the truth with courage and boldness, but he tells them in love because he wants what's best for them. He wants what's best, best for their soul in reestablishing their relationship with Almighty God. So each day as we continue our journey with Jesus through this holy season of Lent, about halfway through, let us always in love, but never be afraid to speak God's truth, because it is God's truth that sets us free. It's God's truth that heals us in the very depth of our soul. God bless you.